Welcome back to the Stack Econ Bits. Today's episode's focus is on GDP. Oh wait, sorry, that's the wrong podcast. Uh, today we're going to focus on a high-level overview of the financial markets. If you have not listened to the Stack Econ Bits before, I'm James, and I'm here with Madison and Maxie. I know what you're thinking, where's Juan? Well, Juan is uh, working on a different podcast, but Maxie, Juan, and I will be back at some point soon for another another episode on GDP. And I will be back with Dan and Ryan as well at some point to continue our discussion on inflation. How's everything going, James and Madison? I'm good. Thanks, James. I'm doing well. Um, you know, I'm ready to get started. How are you doing, Maxie? I'm doing great, too. Thank you. James, can you tell me what financial markets are? Sure thing, Madison. Financial markets facilitate the interaction between those who need capital with those who need the capital to invest. In addition to making it possible to raise capital, financial markets allow participants to transfer risk and promote trade. Can you give us some examples of the types of financial assets? Sure, Maxi. Uh, so one example is a bond. A bond is sort of like an IOU. Uh, some examples of bonds are treasury bills, which are also called T-bills. Another example would be saving bonds. Then you have uh, equities like stocks. And there are different types of um, stocks, like uh, the most common type is common stock. Um, pun, pun intended, <laughs> which gives you partial ownership of a firm. An example would be like owning a stock in Apple. Uh, another financial asset could be trading currencies, which occurs in the foreign exchange market, aka the FX market. Or you could just exchange currencies if you're going to another country. Madison, could you tell me the function that financial markets serve? Yeah, the financial markets serve four main functions, all of which pertain to assisting individuals and businesses to grow capital. The first of the functions is to turn savings into investments. In the financial markets, individuals and organizations can provide their excess income to those who need to raise funds and receive some reward for that. The second function is to determine the price of securities. Where prices of goods and services are determined by supply and demand, the financial markets have sole control over security prices. The third function is to allow investors and businesses a means to liquidate assets. And the last is to provide individuals with information without transaction costs. By accomplishing these functions, the financial markets are able to allocate scarce resources throughout the economy. Maxi, could you tell me what organizations oversee the financial markets? Yes. So uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, both have uh, similar goals, which are to ensure that investors and traders have adequate information to make decisions and to prevent fraud and abuse. There's also the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, which represents and regulates all stocks and bond brokerage firms and their employees. And we cannot forget about the Fed, which regulates the banking industry. Madison, um, why do you think it's interesting to follow financial markets and follow their development? It's interesting to know about because of the broad reach that the financial markets have on the economy and U.S. citizens. The financial markets help facilitate the flow of capital within the country, allocating resources where they are needed. When there is a breakdown in the markets, the effects spread and significantly impact the real economy. If the financial markets start to collapse, we would see a few general consequences that could cause a ripple effect within the economy. For example, when the payment system has become disrupted, such as not being able to pay with a card or not having adequate cash in the economy, then the trading of goods and services will no longer be possible. There will also be liquidity issues. If banks were to halt loans, we will see a decline in lending activity that will mirror the recession of 2008. 
Many businesses will struggle with paying expenses such as salaries or financial capital expenditures. Distrust in the financial system can lead to bank runs and decrease in the demand on the consumer side. Understanding these risks, as well as how the markets facilitate the economy, make it worth following their development. James, you've been pretty quiet. Can you tell me if there's a meaningful reason for an everyday person to know and be interested in the financial markets? Well, I really was hoping that you'd forget I was here. You know, you guys were doing such a great job. (laughs) So, I mean, I could definitely go into it. So, um, it's useful for an everyday person to remain up to date with the financial markets, as it's likely that we'll all eventually interact with them in some way or another. For example, almost everyone has some type of 401k or retirement plan that is based on the stock market. And by paying attention to just how the S&P 500 is doing, one could get an idea of how the retirement count is doing. So um, can you go into a little more detail and tell us if there's a relationship between the economic performance of a country and the financial markets available to that country? I sure can, Maxi. So there is a relationship between the economic performance of a country and the financial markets available in that country. The stock market will reflect the economic conditions of an economy. If an economy is growing, then the output will be increasing and most firms should be experiencing increased profitability. This higher profit makes the company, the company's shares more attractive because they can give bigger dividends to shareholders. A long period of economic growth will tend to benefit shares. However, if the stock market predicts a recession, then the share prices will fall and those firms will experience lower profits. Further, countries with a more developed capital market have better economic performance and facilitate job creation. So do countries with more developed capital markets have better economic performance? Yes, countries with more developed capital markets have better economic performance. Capital markets, if you're not sure, are just another name for financial markets. And why is that? So the capital markets allow for better distribution of resources. All countries that have a well-developed financial market have a better economy. A developed capital market also spurs growth and contributes to better living standards. They also allow people to get whatever they like. Uh, Madison, could you tell me some important indicators that I or anyone could use to track the financial markets? Yeah, so market indicators are formulas and ratios compounded to assist in an individual's decision to invest in trade. Two of the most common indicators are market breadth and market sentiment. Market breadth is a ratio comparing advancing stocks to declining stocks, or in other words, it compares the stocks with increasing prices to the stocks whose prices are declining. It's primarily used to gauge index health while providing possible warning signs of future index price declines. Market sentiment is the overall attitude of investors towards the financial markets, primarily used by short-term traders or those who don't plan on keeping investments for longer than one fiscal year. Long-term investors tend to not take into consideration market sentiment and make decisions independent of the overall attitude towards the different stocks. Uh, Madison, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, some other good indicators are the S&P 500 and the CBOE Volatility Index, or VIX. The S&P 500 is composed of 500 large-cap companies across a breadth of industry sectors, and the index captures the pulse of the American corporate economy. The S&P 500 follows the financial market and should be looked at to get a good understanding of how the financial markets are performing. If the economy is growing, then usually the S&P 500 should be up, and if the economy is entering a recession, then usually the S&P 500 will be down. However, the pandemic contradicts that. The VIX index is a real-time market index representing the market's expectations for volatility over the coming 30 days. 
Investors use a VIX to measure the level of risk, fear, or stress in the market when making investment decisions. All right. Does anyone have anything they'd like to add or comment on before we conclude our podcast? No, I think that'll be it. All right. Well, that's going to conclude this episode of the Stack Econ Bits. You'll hear from us again in a few weeks where we will go into a more detailed analysis of the financial markets. Until then, take care.